Welcome to the Uncomplicated Leadership Podcast with Caleb and Chrissy Cole. Join us as we learn to lead together from the simple to the strategic. Our goal is helping you uncomplicate your leadership life. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Uncomplicated Leadership Podcast. My name is Caleb Cole and I'm here with my wife, Mary Chris Therese McLaught, Daco, <laughs> Cole. Well, please don't look it up. Um, a lot of sensitive information. You pull up my real name. Just kidding. Hi, this is Chrissy Cole. Excited to be doing this podcast with the Hubs two days after the, our 13th wedding anniversary. That's right. The Hubs. I've never heard you call me that, but <laughs> okay, we'll go with it. Uh, but yes, we are excited. We are here back. It's been a few months, and so we are excited to be kicking off season two of the uncomplicated leadership podcast we took a little break but we're back and we're ready to do this thing Con- season two uncomplicated leadership podcast uh the goal is to help you uncomplicate your leadership life from simple to strategic i did that opposite didn't i yeah but it's good from simple to strategic our goal is helping you uncomplicate your leadership life boom there it is so, hey, we, we really focused on in season one some of the myths of leadership, and the reality is leadership can become very complicated. Uh, there's so many nuances and dimensions to leadership, and our goal is to really just help simplify it, and, and sometimes it's just some simple practical things we can apply to our lives and our leadership that can really uh, declutter what feels like a lot going on in our heads in our leadership lives. And I think that we all lead, you know, it doesn't matter if you lead an organization or your family. Uh, you know, we all lead in different areas, spheres. We're all leaders. And so that's why we believe this podcast is really for everyone. And so we're glad you're here. We're glad you came to listen. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey with us. If you're new, welcome. Um, if you've been listening, thank you. Uh, but man, we're just excited to jump in today. So last time or last season, Oh, last season we uh sorry last season we focused on myths and uh this season we're going to focus on just some of the things that we believe leaders need this episode today um is really i think the foundation of leadership okay maybe there's a lot of foundations that people will say leadership has but this one is pretty bedrock to me and that is communication your leadership being complicated or not, I think resides in how well you do or do not communicate. <laughs> so the the title of today is Leaders Need Communication. Communication, so important in your leadership. Yeah, so we want to share just a few practical tips uh, from us to you to help you uncomplicate your leadership life as we look at how leaders need communication. So first is that oversharing is better than undersharing. I think that I was triggered by this idea uh, after going through the pandemic. And I remember during the pandemic, our team, you know, we had to totally shift, pivot like many of you did uh, to a world that, that quickly pivoted and changed. And man, we were talking constantly. It was nonstop communication with our staff, with our team, with our volunteers, our team members. And it was like, we tried to get as much information out as we could. Uh, I was constantly communicating with the team. And 
then life started to go back to normal, right? We started meeting in person again, um, shifting back to being in the office together. And then I realized, you know, quickly we started sharing less, kind of going back to how things were. And what I recognized was that, man, people actually appreciated uh, the influx of information, communication. And it was something that when we went back to, it was like, I think that people missed and our team missed, our staff missed. And so I do think that this idea of leaders communicating and oversharing being better than undersharing is something that we maybe don't think about. But I, I've seen in my leadership life, just how I can think, oh, everyone knows what to do. You know, we're all doing our thing. But actually, the more communication, uh, the more clarity is is usually given. And then also the more relationship that's built. And it's easier to trust people when we're hearing from them regularly, connecting with them regularly. And so I think I want I just wanted to challenge everyone listening that, man, it's better to overshare than undershare. I found that in marriage, right, with my wife. I'm a chronic undersharer. Uh, and Chrissy is probably an oversharer, but I think that oversharing, does that make me a better leader in our marriage? I would say so. Uh, (laughs) but I think that oversharing actually helps us, you know, in our marriage because we know, you know, more of what's going on in each other's hearts and minds. And in the same way, it's, you know, it applies to our leadership lives. What do you think happens when you undershare? I mean, I think oversharing, there's a lot of positive things about it. You build trust, you... Um, you understand people's hearts, you get the details, you feel like you're in the know, but what do you think are yeah. the pitfalls of undersharing and yeah, I think where some have you seen that happen? Pitfalls are uh, people not knowing where they stand with you. Mm-hmm. So one thing I've found as a leader is that like everyone is looking at you since I lead an organization with my wife. They want to know where they stand with us. Like, are they doing a good job? Are they meeting expectations. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, are they fulfilling their role, you know, in the way we want to see them fulfill it. And when you undershare, there's all this ambiguity mm-hmm. and people actually don't know where they stand. And when people are, don't know where they stand, they're on uneasy or un, you know, their foot isn't steady. Their feet aren't steady, uneasy ground. And as a result, there can become a lot of fear, um, anxiety, and then what comes out of that is mistrust or distrust or, you know, so people start thinking that you're thinking something about them that you're not actually thinking, but you haven't shared it with them. So yeah. I think that's the biggest pitfall I've seen. Yeah, absolutely. Is- the impact on an employee's or the relationship between an employer and an employee's uh, like the the mental health for yeah. both of them. But it's the same way in our in marriage, right? Like yeah. if I undershare with my wife, and she wonders, like, what am I thinking about her? Yeah. Um, am I pleased with how she's operating as a wife, you know, and in turn the same for me as a husband? Right. I think also on a non-mental health and more non-internal um, factor, I think that undersharing can also, um, it can detract from you accomplishing the mission of your organization, because if you're not communicating and oversharing something like the vision, oversharing the need for your team to be um, a part of what you're trying to do and what they collectively are trying to do, then I think that you will fall short of buy-in. And I think you drift from the focus is that whole like vision leaks, right? Yep. 
vision leaks and then you therefore get off path and then you have to course correct and that takes more energy. I'm experiencing that with something even right now um, among leaders and really um, recognizing that we have an event coming up. Um, so if you're listening to this and you haven't bought your fashion ticket, <laughs> you need to really um, get your ticket. Uh, projectchurch.com slash fashion. It's our annual we'll tag it in event. The notes yeah, we'll on do this that. Episode. You can cut this if you want to because I totally tried to get if an you want to be a part of our women's event. But what I'm recognizing is that every year we've had this event and you almost didn't have to say much about the event. And unfortunately, and this is to my... Um, my deficiency, I would be like, you haven't got your ticket, but it's fashioned. And I've heard other people who've experienced fashion just say, but it's fashion. It's amazing. And the, our church is so new since the pandemic and our church. And um, you haven't done it in two years. Yes. And so some of our newest and most faithful in this season, leaders and constituents, um, they have no idea what fashion is. And I recognize, man, here a month out, like some people don't even know what fashion is. And I think we could have done a better job of oversharing what this event is. It seems like just a staple in our church. But if your organization is always growing and changing and moving, and some of our organizations have changed, whether we wanted them to or not, um, we have to be even because of the pandemic is what I'm saying. Um, we have to make sure that we are oversharing. It's good. So yeah. second expectations for team members or staff must be clear and defined. So talk about this, Chrissy, you know, leaders need communication and that means we need to, which we kind of alluded to this, uh, we need to set clear expectations for people. Yeah. You know, I've heard two schools of thought with this. Some people think that you should have a job description and then there's expectations for this individual. And so they know how they can perform. But then I've also heard that expectations can be stifling because it's like, well, can I do more than what my job description says? And so I feel like um, ultimately expectations need to be uh, to be made, but I think we can tailor make them to the individual. Like clear is kind, just as, okay, I, I don't know how, what kind of expectations you give or to what degree and to what detail you give expectations, but the expectations have to be clear because clear is kind. And I think that you would do well to know your staff member and to communicate a certain amount of expectation. To what degree you give expectations, I'm not sure. Because um, different team members will say, oh, I need a job description so I know exactly how I can perform and I know exactly, you know, more of the controlling <laughs> staff members will want to know exactly what they need to do to hit the mark. But then there's others who are just like, well, a job description just kind of stifles me and then it just doesn't leave room for creativity. So whatever, to whatever degree you share expectations, the expectations should be clear. Clear is kind. Clear is kind to your employees, but also... Clear and defined. Clear and defined. I mean, I've never heard that. So it's pretty interesting um, you saying that. And I think that's something for me to to process even right now in this moment of, oh, you're stifling me. I'm like, I've never heard someone say that to me as in terms of staff members that work for us. They, they must say it to you because you're the creative. They don't say it to me. Um, but I was thinking about it. And the reality is there has to be a clear defined expectation because there has to be a target, right? So 
expectations in a staff position, expectations in a marriage, expectations in whatever circumstance of leadership you find yourself in. But I like that where you do still create freedom in the conversation with a staff member so that you say, hey, these are what we expect to get done. But outside of that, there's room for creativity for you to expand and try other things and go outside of the box. Like we don't want to keep anyone just in a box. But the idea of expectations, right, sets the target and goal, which we must have for people so they know what at the end of the day we are expecting of them from as leaders. I think the thing to think about though, as it relates to communication, is your communication is the goal of communication to be more productive or is the goal to be um, closer relationally? I would submit to you that communication, the goal of communication to me should be understanding. And when you have understanding of a person, you're building relationship. And when your relationships are strong, then the mission and the productivity level goes up. So there's just health when relationship is strong. And so I always think about Danny Silk. If you want a great um, book on communication, it's keep your love on. And the whole point of communication is to connect. And so I think that leaders could do well to understand their staff members who they want who we want to accomplish a mission alongside of us, but we would do well to give expectations so that we can um, grow in relationship and build trust. I feel like meeting expectations and giving clear, kind expectations builds a rapport with one another, builds trust, and it builds relationship so that you can together become more productive. Um, so, Yeah, that really leads to the next one because you – you connected it is this idea of like communication also is listening. Mm. And I think that, you know, this knowing people and, and building, if if the point of communication is connection mm-hmm. and connecting with people, understanding them better, then we have to learn that as leaders, communication is more than just talking mm-hmm. and casting vision mm-hmm. and setting expectations. It's also listening to the people around us, below us, beside us. Um, And I think that, you know, there is probably a stigma of leaders, especially like top leaders, that they don't listen a lot. They're not uh, open to feedback, you know, and, and whatnot. So yeah, and I think we have to remember that listening isn't just being mute and letting someone talk and not interjecting at all. But I think listening for leaders at the top, particularly, or managers or heads of organizations, um, I think is asking great questions because you're wanting to, again, communication, the goal is to um, connect. Communication is connection. And if we want to hear from them by asking more questions so that we can lead them better, otherwise we're just giving expectations to go back to the other one, um, expectations for team members. If we're just spouting off expectations, then it's it becomes a dictatorship. <laughs> it's just like this is what we expect of you. But I think it's important to understand how. And I think we do this in our quarterly meetings with our staff. We ask them like, "How do you learn best?" Um, uh, I, what are some of the other questions that we? And when we ask them, how can we better serve them? How can and we lead serve them, them better? Um, what what is their best learning style? Um, so we can. You know, I think some expectations will have to, will vary from employee to employee. Yeah, we have to be open for and ask for 
feedback. I don't think that naturally. Um, there's a few <laughs> people I've led that just give feedback all the time, even when it's not invited. <laughs> um, but I think that the majority of the time, you know, if they're lead, if they're team members or staff members, especially if they're under you, there's a more of a there's more of a hesitation to give feedback. Um, and express it because it's like, well, you're my leader. I don't want to criticize or come across like, uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to undermine you or dishonor you. And so that's where our job as leaders is to invite mm -hmm. and ask for and be open to feedback. Because if we ask for it, then we've given them permission to give it. And if we don't give permission, then most of them, like I said, there's a few that will, but most of them won't give it. And then we're not going to grow together. They're not going to feel heard. We're not going to actually be challenged as leaders or have and, a heartbeat on our staff yeah yes or have a heart before for them and and where they feel like oh i'm actually able to speak into you know the leaders and where this is going now obviously there has to be maintain that level of honor within that um which really goes to the last part of leaders need communication and that's that correcting is honoring so talk to us about that christy i know that you know correcting people is not easy so how, how is it honoring to correct people? I mean, doesn't that seem like the opposite of honoring? Yeah. Oh, man. I am probably going to be stumped on this one because I am a recovering people pleaser. Um, and a lot of us are, if we're being honest. Um, many of us are people pleasers. And correcting is just difficult because... Um, there are roadblocks that I know that I have in my mind yeah. to correct. And that is almost always some sort of fear. So this is why it's that much more important to correct because if we're operating in fear, then um, we're not operating obviously in faith and we're stunting the growth of ourselves and the organization. So the things that come to my mind that block me from correcting sometimes is fear of the employee or individual's um, defensiveness. Like I can, I'm afraid of how I, how somebody is going to respond um, yeah. because you want them to respond well, because in my heart, if there's correction, it's like, I want us to get better. It's not out of punishment. Um, and then I think the other fear is that, um, even it'll turn inward to me of like, but have I done things well? And I turn the finger on myself and I'm like, well, then that means if I correct them, there's more room for them to correct me. And I have to be prepared for that, you know? And mm -hmm. so I feel like correcting is honoring because it's truthful. It's because yeah. you move past fear and you push into your faith and it, it is a growing opportunity for you and the person that you are correcting. Yeah. But we have to create that culture. Right. And yeah. if we say we have a culture of honor, mm -hmm. Um, Which could be then, a whole episode in and of itself. <laughs> but we don't correct and we don't coach, then we're actually being apathetic and we're disrespecting rather than honoring. Like it is more disrespectful to not correct people and call them out on their, you know, shortcomings or failures or things that they need to grow in. Mm -hmm. um, that's dishonoring. That's disrespectful because we're actually not challenging them to be at their best yeah. and to elevate themselves and to and to change and evolve what needs to you know change and evolve and grow where they need to grow and i think that sometimes we don't correct we don't coach because we don't want to hurt people's feelings right but it's like 
man, that's actually the most dishonoring thing you can do. Mm -hmm. Now, is this hard as leaders? Absolutely. It's why most leaders aren't willing to correct Mm -hmm. their coach. Mm -hmm. It's why they typically just ignore and get frustrated and talk about it behind the person's back or go home and, and vent it to their spouse rather than, man, what if you just had a hard conversation and corrected and coached And that is the most honoring, loving thing you can do. And so I think that that's something we're working on. We're not great at it. Yeah, I was getting all kinds of like sweats. I was like, oh my gosh, have (laughs) I been that person? I need to do that. (laughs) Um, I'll say this. Correcting is easier than firing. So that's my encouragement to everyone out there. Yeah. Uh, You know, when you get to the point of having to fire someone, um, it shouldn't get there without there being, you know, some real, real reasons but at the end of the day, I think what happens is we we see in organizations all the time, nothing was brought up, nothing was corrected, no one was challenged. Um, there weren't any like, hey, you need to fix this. And then suddenly it's like, okay, you're done because you don't fit this culture. It's like, wait, did we give people a chance? Did we help them walk through you know, the correcting seasons and phases and coach them through some of their shortcomings? Because we all have shortcomings. We all fall short in different areas and we need people around us to challenge us. And so my challenge for everyone out there as leaders is that we would bring correction when it needs to be brought. It's the most honoring and loving thing you can do. Yeah. And again, it's going to be hard though. Correcting is another form of communication. And if the goal of our communication is to connect and build relationship with one another, we're doing the most honoring thing. And I think we have to understand what does, what is honor? Like, I think sometimes people think honoring is um, swiping things under the carpet and not really addressing um, and maintaining good vibes in the in the atmosphere at work, you know, but honoring. um, And again, this could be a whole episode in of itself is really calling out in somebody their best. It's identifying the gifts in an individual and um, speaking life into a person and saying, hey, I know that you can be this i know that you can be greater and i and and not because they're less than now but just i see speak to the potential yes i see why we hired you and now i just want you to live to that and i want to you as i as i understand you as i ask you um um, what your expectations are of me i know what you want to live up to so how can i correct you so that you are in line with your best self and so that is our role as leaders and again communication the goal is to connect. The goal is to understand. The goal is to build relationships because relationships um, are the bedrock. Communication, relationships, it's the bedrock. Yeah, it's a healthy culture. Healthy culture. And honoring, um, we say here in our organization that honor is our culture. And it's something that we're still working on. And you have to work past some fears in order to really cultivate that. Look, communication and being real, um, it gets crunchy at times. And so we have to be willing to work through the crunchiness, the hard conversations. But when we do, and we do it from a humble yeah. you know, place as leaders and as those who are listening and you're under leaders, uh, if we come humbly always, then I believe there's always healthier relationships at the other side of the For communication sure. challenges and the crunchiness in the communication. So listen, leaders need communication. Uh, We shared a few things. Oversharing is better than undersharing. Expectations, share them clearly for team members, staff, clear and defined. Communication is also listening and correcting is honoring. Uh, This may have been part one. We may do part two on leaders need communication next month. 
um, because I think there's a lot more we could dig into and dive into with communication. But thank you guys for joining us today for the Uncomplicated Leadership Podcast. From the simple to the strategic, our goal (laughs) is helping you uncomplicate your leadership life. Chrissy Cole, a.k.a. Mary Chris, if you didn't know, that's her real name. Um, It's always a pleasure to communicate with you. Always a pleasure because communication is connection. Yes. (laughs) Just wanted to get one more thing in. (laughs) All right. Love you guys. Have a great day. We will see you soon. If you enjoyed this, if you're getting something out of it, man, do us a favor and leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes. Share it on your social media. Let people know. man, just how you're being blessed by the Uncomplicated Leadership Podcast. But thanks again. We out. Peace out. Peace. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Uncomplicated Leadership Podcast with Caleb and Chrissy Cole. Keep up with Caleb and Chrissy on Facebook and Instagram and calebandchrissycole.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.